This episode of Whiskey Ginger is brought to you by Rabbit Hole Distillery and their one-of-a-kind Kentucky bourbon and rye whiskeys. Behind Rabbit Hole's award-winning spirits is the story of their founder, Kaveh Zamanian. He left a 20-plus year successful career as a psychologist and went down the rabbit hole to craft the finest spirits and was just inducted into Kentucky Bourbon Hall of Fame, baby. Quite an honor. What I love about Rabbit Hole is uh, each of their bourbons are truly original, truly unique, um, distinct one-of-a-kind recipes with specially malted grains. This stuff is great. I've been talking to you guys for a while. They're small batch. That's why I like them. Um, it's a sexy bottle, nonetheless. I mean, it's a great thing to grab, especially if you got mitts like me. Um, it's wonderful. It tastes delicious. And the four different expressions are what keep me coming back because you can change it up. You know, this is high gold, which I really love. This is their straight bourbon whiskey. They got the Cave Hill. Um, their other bourbon, uh, which I think is probably one of my favorite. That's a triple malt. Uh, and they've got the bo- a Boxer Grill, which is the Sour Mash Rye. You know, I never used to love rye, but I do like this stuff a lot. Uh, and to top it off, uh, some people's new favorite, I would say, is Derringer, which is finished in the Pedro Jimenez Sherry Casks from España. Uh, it's pretty delicious stuff. And uh, I got to tell you, a big, big rabbit hole uh, pusher because uh, all these big companies, they get way more attention. Some of these guys of this size are making some of the best stuff and they don't get enough love. Hey, I noticed many brands promoting toasted barrels for specialty releases. Every one of Rabbit Hole's whiskeys are aged in both charred and toasted barrels. That's right, both of them. They got four distinct whiskey expressions. uh, And I'm savoring, uh, like I said, I'm savoring this high gold lately. This has been my sauce. So go to rabbitholestory.com slash buy now. Use the promo code rabbit for $5 off your first order. That's rabbitholedistillery.com slash buy now and use the promo code rabbit for $5 off your first order. What up, Whiskey Ginger fans? Welcome back to the show. If it's your first time joining the show, welcome to the show. We got a good one for you today. Like my man Steve Harvey Dunn say, it's Lewis Black. What an honor to have such a legend, such a great dude uh, on this show. So privileged to have him here. You can go check out his special. The link will be in the description down below. It's available right now on the YouTube's. Go watch Lewis Black's new special on YouTube. He's also touring all across this beautiful country. So uh, go grab them tickets to go see Lewis live. Also, I'm doing my final dates of 2023 with Bobby Lee. We're doing stand-up. We do crowd uh, interactions. We do stuff from uh, the Bad Friends podcast. It's incredible. You get over an hour of stand-up from all of us combined, plus a bunch of other stuff. Go to badfriendspod.com for those tickets. Right now, tonight, as of tonight, uh, we're in Boston. Boston, Massachusetts will be there tomorrow night performing. Uh, by Fenway, bro. Then we do DC, our founding fathers. We go to uh, Denver, Chicago, Milwaukee, Madison, and Minneapolis. Go get those tickets right now before we're done for 2023. That's badfriendspod.com. Badfriendspod.com for those tickets. Enough rambling from me. Let's go to the episode. In here, we pour whiskey, 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 whiskey. Oh, that creature in the ginger beard. Sturdy and ginger. Like vampires, the ginger gene is a curse. Gingers are beautiful. You owe me $5 for the whiskey and $75 for the horse. Gingers are hell no. This whiskey is excellent. Ginger. I like gingers. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Whiskey Ginger. My guest today is one of my favorite people on earth. I say that for all my guests, but I mean, once again, today, <laughs> it's the legendary Lewis Black. Uh, let's let's get right into it because we already were chatting, but what's important to me is my uh, my little producer friend over there, uh, who shall remain nameless because he's a scumbag. We were talking, we're both Midwest kids. Now, you're yeah. East Coast guy, but you did a lot of specials in the Midwest, and I want to talk to you about that. Is that because of that blue-collar thing that you always loved so much? Well, it's just in the Midwest, is it was just the great venues in yeah. part. Yeah, yeah. Um, and 
and great crowds and and uh, and and really not so much blue collar, but they just get it. They just w- w- went to have fun, you right? Know? And key to it, um, could drink yeah. and still and enjoy a show and not just. And and not go over the edge. Right. You know, knew how to drink to that point where you got a really great buzz going mm-hmm. and you're not throwing up. Yeah. Uh, and uh, which I'm sure you've experienced in club. Well, what, where were we that we had to stop a show? We talked about this last time. We stopped a show in, in uh, Baltimore. Baltimore because some in guy my, threw up in, in the front row. Near my Yeah. Yeah, but right. You're D.C. <laughs> yeah, we stopped the show at the beginning. We were just about to do the... Voice of God and the intros and the please sit down and the turn off the van the lights. Was it the, the improv or which one? No, no, no. It was the name of the theater in Baltimore. Uh, uh, I don't remember, but it was a big theater in Baltimore, and we just the lyric, the hippodrome. Maybe the lyric, no. the lyrics. I think yep. that's right. Yeah. And uh, man, this guy, he cleared out like three or four rows, and so we had to kill the whole show. No. But see, it's funny because we don't. Did you have to start off? Did you? Well, we just had to. We had to wait another twenty minutes, and then they. They it was kind of a big fuss because people wanted to be reseated because they were. I mean, it was nasty. It was all over the place. Wow. But we also. It was me and Bobby together, and Bobby's sober, and I like to have some sauce, but I'm not like Bert, where I'm not like go get beer, go get beer before we start. The-. So I, I'm surprised that our fans got that drunk because most of the time our fans like to party, but they're not. It's not insane. That happened. Um- uh, I was at Caroline's in New York. And, well, yeah, uh, I used to same love that thing. Place. Um, front row, dead center. Uh, you just do that, and then you hear the sound. Yeah, yeah. Because you're in a club. <laughs> it's not a big theater, you know. You hear that, and you just go, "Oh man!" Yeah, no, you know. And right then away. you hear the splat. No! <laughs> oh, and there's some dude. Oh, dude! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you watch the. You know, it's like a great movie. You know, you really because your brain goes, okay, ball game over, and you're you're basically you yeah. walk you're walking backwards to the dressing room, waving at the crowd, <laughs> but you're and you're watching as they all spread, which you did. You, they all spread out there, all making it. They do, it's they like watching dissipate. the waters part. Yeah, yeah great. Right, right. But that's the only time of heart attacks I've had in the audience. Uh, really? Well, well, they yeah, somebody one at least one, if not another. Holy shit! Yeah. Did he die? Uh, you know, I, I mean, eventually, him. yeah, he's gone exactly. Now. Right, he's, but no, but at the time, you kind of go, you know, you, you're like, oh, because it's like, and then you got to just talk about, you know, look, yeah, that's your whole show now. Well, you know, what are you gonna do? You, oh, we're gonna, well, you know, let me lift your spirits after death is faced. <laughs> if you're all looking death in the face and you're wondering, God, am I next? And you know, you see, you see, you know, part of you goes, oh, I got five minutes. Right, right, right. I got a new five on heart attacks. <laughs> I had a guy, I've had two uh, mid-flights. I was talking to another comic about this, how many times we've had flights <coughs> interrupted from something. I had one guy had a heart attack, and one guy had a... Um, wow, on the plane. Yeah, yeah what's it called? Uh, 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 epileptic seizure. Epileptic oh, seizure. that's even worse. Yeah, but he was better off for some reason. The heart attack guy, I think, was, was in bad shape because... Uh, they laid him down. They called in oh, the nurse on the flight. Well, you know, people came running. And he was laying in the middle of the aisle. And then um, they shut the – this was like still curtains, you know. I mean, some planes still have them, but they shut the curtain for yeah. first class. And um, the people were scrambling back and forth and back and forth, front of the back of the plane because I imagine they were towering, communicating with the towers to where if we yeah. could land. And I think we were on our way – we were on our way to the East Coast. I don't remember where. But we were far enough away from a safe place – 
and too close to like New York where they were like, we have to just go to our final destination. It wasn't going to work to try to get into another. Right. We would have had to circle. But him, I don't know about. The seizure guy, he was okay when it was all said and done, I think, from what I know. But the heart attack guy, man, they, they're, you know, this would happen on a fucking plane because humans are such assholes. They announce, please, there's a medical emergency. I'm sure all of you know the paramedics are going to come on the plane the moment that we get to the gate. Please stay seated. What, uh, what the fuck yeah, happens? You know, yeah. bing. Immediately, every dickhead is like, oh, yeah, they're trying to get up again. Nobody waited. It was fucking insane. They had to have someone come and stand and hold people because people were just trying to get off. That's how little faith you have in society. Yeah, no, Nobody cares about anybody else. Well, um, well, that thing too, when you, you know, and then you'd you think that they would do it for, you know, uh, and, and, and you would think too if somebody, if everyone who's on, is on a plane knows that m- making the connection yeah. is vital. Yeah, you know, and yeah. In the, the plane is late, and if you could please remain seated. No, never, 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 never. Nobody, no, nobody ever cares. You know. I do think, um, uh, you know how the, if you go to like a um, uh, Six Flags or one of these like uh, roller coaster parks, you know, like a, I think you know how they harness you into one of these like it, cl- it clinks down yeah. and holds you in, yeah. and then when they release it, then you can get out. That's what they should have on airplanes. Yeah. They should fucking yeah. harness you in, and then you're row by yeah. row, yeah. you get unlocked and unleashed. Yeah. Just because it would teach people just to sit the fuck, and you'd get off much faster. But I've never had, uh, never had during a show, anything tragic like that. The only thing I've had during shows were in my be- beginning careers, which I want to hear about yours. Uh, you know where it's so light and you're wa- and walking some of the room too. They were free tickets. Yeah, it was in the mall. It was in the mall. You know. Oh, yeah. You had that at the beginning where it was just, just devastatingly light. Oh, you mean few people? I mean, yeah. the, oh, well, the, the the psychotic thing was the, you know, which the third show. You know, yeah, we're going to do an 11 o'clock. What, you really? Why? Really? And they come in and they're like, <laughs> what? And, they, you know, there's 15 people in the room. The seat's 150. It's, there's, uh, you know, there has to be a um, critical mass for laughter. Yes. And 15's not even close. That's a critical mass for sleep. Right, right. That's group sleep. Yeah. Yeah. You can do a group sleep sleep study. You know, there's three here and two over there. It's painful. Yeah. I I will tell you that just in terms of a a gig was, uh, uh, which off the charts. And this was, and and I'd now been working a while and uh, I I was playing a, we're in the Midwest. You're from a camp. Chicago. Chicago, yeah. yeah. Okay, so Summerfest, Milwaukee. Oh, yeah. I Love play- Summerfest, man. Well, I played – I was the longest-running comic at Summerfest. Yeah. That's my – that, in the end, is my – that's my real claim to fame. It's a good it, claim. It, like 17 years in a row. Wow. I was the last comic uh, until, I don't know, in the past few years, but for a while I certainly was the last comic to play there. Yeah. They wiped out that economy. I was going to say, I don't think they do comedy up there anymore. They used to have a comedy stage that was really, it was fun. Right. Be, and it, and, the, and the, each year that they did it, it got better. People were, the people showing up got the idea of like, okay, we're outside. Because you're outside, you're in like the, the, you know, the tent that killed Oral Roberts kind right, of, you right, know, right, right. 3,000 people. And then, it, and then behind there's like a, a whole, um, uh, you know, it's, it's an you know amusement park basically. You know, it's a Ferris yeah. wheel, a mini roller coaster. You and said, blah, 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 and so that's making noise back there. And um, and so I'm, I'm on stage, and I played it enough now that I was 
I got whatever was, you know, it's like you're really playing squash. You know, it's like, okay, shit's coming from there, and then we're going to deal with that, right. and that's going to happen. It's whack-a-mole at yeah. some point. Yeah. yeah. You so, understand where they're going to come from. And so, uh, and it doesn't bother you anymore, and you know, it's got nothing to do with you, and I'm watching, and they're kind of moving apart in this certain area of the of the place, in, in, in the audience, and the guy's getting a hand job. <laughs> No How good is that? <laughs> and part of me is like trying to stay focused. <laughs> I don't really want to bring it up because it's because that's the end of the show. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and so I'm kind of like, there's, I'm getting, you know, you're, you're doing all of the, you know, your basic kind of, yeah. and then you put, you're sneaking back. Is he still? I can't believe. I mean, I literally was one of those moments where you go, wow, I, you know, I guess this is why I do comedy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine the conversation? Babe, you know what I want for my birthday? Yeah. I want to go see Lewis Black and I want to get jerked off in the park. She's like, I got one better. We'll do both at the same time. Because <laughs> I used to go there as a kid up to Summerfest, uh, by the way. The, the, that, that would be a tough place to go see because – We'd go see because my parents and my best friend's uh, parents, you know, a bunch of a bunch of mix, a bunch yeah. of Irish scum. Yeah. We'd go up there to go watch. Uh, they'd go watch the same performers every year that would go perform up there and uh, loved Irish music. And they always had had it up there. And mm -hmm. I always imagined uh, years later when I got into comedy, how hard that those outdoor parks must be, because I did a few. I've done a few over the years and you got to have such a command of the crowd. Because oh, there's so many distractions. And they got that, that uh, oh, it's like a ski lift. It's like a chairlift that runs through the middle of it. So people yeah, are just yeah. like on a chairlift yelling yeah, shit yeah, as they yeah, go by yeah. drunk. It's a fucking, it's a tough, tough venue. But I guess once you've captivated them year after year, it's almost like people will come and and do the right well, thing. Well, it's also Milwaukee. Know? And and there again, Milwaukee, the home of uh, where they could drink all the stuff we're presenting here. You yeah. Could, and, uh, They'd no, be fine. Be yeah. fine. Yeah. They could pass a drive. Yeah, I mean, test. who else serves a Bloody Mary and a six-ounce beer with? I mean, I the, love it. You got to love that. Did you ever go to Sobelman's? Do you know what that is? Sobelman's? Bring up Sobelman's Bloody Mary. So I'm, I, Is this the one with the cheeseburger? The cheeseburger, yeah. 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 This, this is one yeah. of my favorites. When I, when I, you know, my, so I have a lot of connection up there, too, because. Uh, that's spectacular. Yeah, it is. And that's it's amazing, just, right? Yeah, it's, and it's. Uh, Important. So my childhood best friend went to Marquette, and so I would go oh, up to wow. Milwaukee a lot to go yeah. goof with those guys because they were getting a real education and I was a moron going to a state school. So it was just like any chance I could get to be around intelligent, fun people, I would. Marquette was his it, great school. Awesome school. And yeah. I would go up there and we'd, we would go to Sobelman's, <laughs> and that was a Bloody Mary at Sobelman's. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's like six meals. I mean, they would have yeah. shrimp cocktail, a cheeseburger. Yeah. Chick, fried chicken. Pickles. Pickle. I mean, it's unbelievable. It's really, and it's. But that's Milwaukee in a nutshell. That's yeah, Wisconsin. That's it. Yeah. And you, and um, so, you, so in part two, so they, they show up to that jumbo tent and they're not, um, they're, 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 they're kind of, they can focus in there. So, it, yeah. you know, and yeah, it got better. I, it was, it was great in the sense of, of it, it, you really learn crowd control. You totally. Just, you get it. Uh, and you watch others like I uh, watch Bobcat yeah. uh, work, and uh, and so you learn that stuff from you know because he, he, also they they love him, but all but then you're you're Bobcat, so they're uh, somehow this guy starts 
just it, third row. He's like, you know, well, I, I, you know, he's gets reaching out to Bob, whatever he was yelling. And, um, and he wants Bob Cat's hat. Oh, right. And, no, you can't have my hat. Um, you know, and then so Bob Cat, basically the set became getting the guy to take off all of his clothes to get the hat. <laughs> and I was like, wow. You know, and you knew, you could see in part of his head, you know, you could see if you're a comic, you know, that there's a part of him that you, you can watch is just being, all right. Yes, yeah. You know, he's holding it, but then, and then there's the turn of like, okay, uh, you fuck. Yeah. You are going to lose all your clothes, right. dignity and all your clothes. And right. it was, it was one of those extraordinary moments. And you just kind of learn, you do what you have to do. Yeah. To, and to get through that time and then you're done. Yeah, if it's so disruptive, you almost don't have a choice. We, I, I've told the story before, but it reminds me when I I was doing a couple of things with Joe Rogan when he was like doing starting to do arenas, and we were doing these massive theaters, and I think we were in we were in either AC or Vegas a casino. Who who cares? A casino, and a guy was so disruptive, and you know casinos are slow to kick people out because depending on where they're sitting, if they're high rollers, you know they're like, oh, well, we'll get there, but that guy spent forty grand this morning, and you know, so. This guy was so rude, and Joe was controlling it as best he could, and they were kind of trying to kick him out, but he was ruining a good chunk of time. Um, and then he stood up, and he had like a, uh, like, a cro- a, like a fanny pack, but on your chest. You know, like, what do you, what, you know what I'm talking about? A, like a cross purse, I don't even but, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he had cash in there. And he's trying to hand it to Joe. I, and I, I didn't even understand what he was trying to say. But Joe grabbed the cash and started throwing it out to the audience. And it was all we could do. I mean, that's how we ended the show, basically. And it was like, yeah. what could you do? He literally stole the guy's cash and was throwing it out to people. And I was like, there's no better way to end it. But you could tell yeah. he had probably 20 more minutes to do. But he was like, fuck it. I'm not going to. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing. It's already in such an uncomfortable position. Putting into a putting a closer in right after that would feel weird unless it had some sort of application to what happened. Yeah. So there's moments where you almost kind of utilize that and then bail, and it's like you get what you get. Yeah, that's I, it. I can't do anything else. Yeah, and it's know? up to you know, and it is the ba- you know, look, you you had a problem with that. The venue's supposed to do that. This is not. Yeah. I am not. I used to. It's something I've, I've worked with. A, 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 you know, if you ever ran across him, my opener for a long time was a guy named John Bowman. No, I don't know. Him. And he's, a very, I mean, extremely funny. Uh, but one of the things I learned from him uh, working in clubs was that since, because there was a there was a turning point where these assholes stopped uh, having any kind of security in the room. Yeah, it's almost like it just dissipated. It, it went away. It, it went away. Yeah, you know, I, boy, that extra hundred and fifty. <laughs> oh, that's gonna break you. <laughs> You know, while you're selling blow on the side. <laughs> Fuck you. So, but, it, you know, and then there are places that did have, like, there would, there was, uh, there's some places where I could distinctly, Sacramento had two guys from the Sacramento State football team there oh, wow. for every show. Well, you, you, you know, and it's kind of like, you literally, they're standing on, you know, either side of the stage and they're moving around. And I, right. I would from, come on in the beginning. I said, ladies and gentlemen, lucky tonight. You've got, uh, this is, he's the right card. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Plus they play for the team. And here's what's going to happen. Uh, if you, if you fuck around tonight, they are going to break you. You understand <laughs> that? They're going to run at you like you're a lineman yeah. and they are going to hurt you. So just let's sit there and, uh, and, and keep it, you know, keep your mouths fucking shut. Right. So, 
So the uh, it's it's really that uh, that whole thing of uh, security is it just so John taught me uh, since they weren't there to so you got the the yippee there's some schmuck sitting uh, out there about four rows back come off the stage go down and start walking around the room and talking and then stand right behind the person oh my God. and I would just yell <laughs> yeah. I mean I I you know just yell for fucking uh, Five minutes, yeah, and pat him on the back, and then, and, but never say anything to him, and then walk around some more, make sure, and then get back on stage, and that was the end of that. That's perfect. That's but, what a what a good way to deal with it. It was really smart. I mean, it was yeah. kind of like if you've got, and it's really whether you got the the voice for it too, because it's not it's not, a, but it's it it was it was easier to do that than to be to you know to kind of like listen to the yipping. Right. Well, what's, that's what's interesting. You just say that. It made me think because you have the voice for it, the cadence and and the physical voice for it. But like your comedy, I, I, like I wonder because you are so uh, your presence is heavy and it's demanding and you and you're loud, but you're poignant. Do people find do you find that over the years, obviously not anymore, but over the years, would people yell out more often because you would yell and be poignant about stuff? Do you feel like people kind of wanted to be combative with you about stuff because they thought it was fun, but they don't know, you know. They're yeah, I mean, up the I show. don't really know where it came from, but it's. I think it's the same for all of us. It's yeah. like, you know, I've come out here tonight. I'm going to take you on, you right. know. I'm, yeah. my, I had a, you had a bad week, you know, and the, that's the other thing. It's like, I didn't eat, fuck you in your bad fucking week. I have a bad life, all right? My, my shit, look at what I'm doing for a living, you fucking dick. This is what I do. I stand up here, it's like, that's what we do. And then I gotta stop looking at the audience because there's nothing weirder, it never gets talked about. I don't, it, people, do you look at the audience? I, I look just above their heads and, and I'll look at people, but when they're laughing, it's bizarre looking. I mean, we all look like yes. idiots when we're laughing. It does it, look weird. It does look weird. You don't really, it's fun to hear, but to see, it's like, uh, you know, it's very like, uncomfortable. It's really strange. I do the same thing. I do what I call like a, when a lot of times someone will say, did you see us? You know, if it's a family friend, yeah. did, did you just see us? We were in the, and I say, honestly, I don't see almost anybody. Yeah. Well, sometimes I see faces in the front and it, it, I register them sometimes. But for the most part, um, I do the thousand yard stare, which looks like I'm looking at people yeah. across yeah, this back it. row. Yeah. It look and to them they'll go. He's looking right at me. Yeah. yeah. But no, I'm usually looking at that that the blurred space of uh, where the colors mesh of like darkness yeah, and yeah. hair. Yeah. <laughs> so no, that's it. It's that beautiful happy medium. Same thing like when we did um, we did some shows with Bert Kreischer. Uh, together, rest in peace, Bert. Uh, I don't know if everyone at home knows what. That's <laughs> terrible. That's so bad. Oh, I'm just kidding. No, no, oh, he's wow. no, he's never going to stop. Are you kidding me? He'll be yeah, he'll yeah. be fucking dead. He'll still be doing shows from the dead. Yeah. Somehow, no. But we did a couple. Uh, we did arenas together. We played uh, Vegas, which was yeah, uh, right, yeah, just wild. But it's the same. You practice the same skills there. Yeah. Little tweaks, right? Like with arenas, the beats are a little bit different. You have to kind of give them some more room, but. Same thing with views. I would assume when I did arenas that I would look at more people because they're, I mean, like in yeah. on you right in the front. But I do the same blank stare out to that yeah. 200 section or whatever, you know? Yeah. Because you, you kind of have to. I mean, do you prefer, like, at this point in your career, uh, what is your preference of show size? Because we all go through these fluctuations a lot. You want to play these big venues, and sometimes people go back to doing really small stuff, and 
some, I don't know. Like, where are you at? What do you want? Mine is just the, I have an, it's inside my head. There's uh, yeah. 1,500 people who show up inside my head. I don't even have to go anywhere. <laughs> and the show is unbelievable. That's great. Yeah, <laughs> you're they, killing. And then they go and burn down the town in my <laughs> honor. No, they, uh, I would literally say, uh, for me, A, it depends on the room. So I was just in Boise. Yeah, love Boise. Boise's got a, that room, and I can't think of the name of it. And, uh. 800 people. Yeah. And you have, it's, it feels like 1,500. It's, and it's partly because the, the room has a nice bounce to it. Yeah. Uh, great sound in the room. So, it, you know, it depends in part on the room. But, but generally, if all was said and done, probably 1,500 to 2,000. Yeah, that's kind of the sweet spot. Yeah, I mean, it is. It's really where it works. I found that, like, over the years as I've gotten, you know, privileged enough to, like, play bigger shows... <laughs> That I will, I'll, like, I always, you know, when even when I do, when I go home and I do Chicago theater, which is, like, for me, monumental, because as a child, yeah, it's, exactly. it's heroic, but you still, when I do the the more intimate ones, which is around a thousand and some change, it just feels like it's almost the perfect math, yeah. where there's not too many people, and they can have, they're all kind of together, because the problem with big, big, big theaters... Well, the they're prob- not together. The problem point. with Chicago, I mean, which I loved playing, was, but it's still... It's just, it's 2,800 to 3,000. It's just, it's like, once again, 300 too big, 500 too big, 2,500, it might work better. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just got, and the ceiling is a little too fucking high. Yeah, and, it's big. And they're back. <laughs> right. And, so it's like, you know, it's, you know, it's always like uh, any of those rooms, it's like, you know, you got your joke, you, it's like you basically, here's my backhand, bam. And it, in the Chicago theater, it gets out about, you know, as hard as you hit it, it's still going to drop 10 <laughs> right, feet before right, the wall. Right, right. The wind is going to push it down. Yeah. That's what happens. It's Chicago. And it's a it's a really, uh, and it's this magnificent theater, but it's just too, it's, it, I feel in the end it's too big for comedy. It, it's and, big. And, and we, and, you know, I know that my friend Kathleen does great there. You do great there. Yeah. We, I did well there, but it's still not that sense of like, you can never you can coalesce them, but you don't have the feeling they're coalesced. Right, right. Well, yeah, it's it's got that. Uh, I think what also happens in places like that, the magnitude of and the history or the all that stuff, it kind of puts a big shine on it, so it it feels better anyway. Even if you know you're like, man, it doesn't sound the way I love yeah. it to sound, but it just feels for me historic and you know, it's like hometown stuff. You know, like you like we're going to play in a couple of weeks. We're playing. Um, in dc uh what's the, the warner no i i played the warner theater i, I like that yeah, yeah. we're going to a place that i've never heard of before the, the it's war- called the uh the dar constitution hall oh, yeah daughters of daughters revolution the daughters right? of the american revolution yeah revolution right yeah, yeah and you're like gonna, them there your whole audience will be 100 almost 212 years old well <laughs> they're mummies <laughs> what's well, amazing a, i've never played i didn't play dar i did oh man this is i did jeopardy at Constitution Hall. Really? Yeah. You were a you did it. You were a contestant on Jeopardy. On on uh, you know Celebrity Jeopardy or sure. uh, it was or whatever the fuck they called it. <laughs> and it was uh, and the only category was during um, that's but that's a, it's it's a good hall to play. How did you do in Jeopardy? By the way. Well, here's what they said to me. There I am. They, Beautiful the, man on Jeopardy, going against Chuck and Clarence, yeah. no less. Clar- Clarence from Chicago, I think. 
Is that who is that? Clarence. Uh, by the way, who's that man on that other photo? That's Chuck Todd. He's Chuck gi- Todd. Chuck Todd giving the Nazi salute there somehow, yeah, some uh, way, getting away won. with it, huh? Yeah, you could tell he won. They all, yeah. No, that's uh, that's that schmuck, Chris. Uh, yeah. Uh, Chris Matthews. Chris Matthews. So how did you do on Jeopardy? Last? So the thing was, as they say, you know, we're going to have um, some a category that, you know, we have, we have a, ca- a category for each contestant. Sure. So uh, they didn't for me. Okay. <laughs> so I'm up against two news guys. And, and granted, I'm on The Daily Show, but that means I know what? I know one te- – my whole concept is, oh, that's – this is all I need to know because that's the joke. I don't need to fucking know the history of, right. of Vietnam. Um, I just need to know, you know, uh, or, you know, I, it, you know, Cambodia, Pol Pot, boom. You know, you've got, uh, you know, this. I've got it. Yeah. But they've got, you know, the, this war, that. They've got it all. Right. And so they didn't give me, like, stuff I would have known. And uh, uh, But but the you have a practice round where you're learning these because the buzzer's a piece of shit. It's yeah, that's so fun. Every time I feel like, why is, are people not? What it's it's just annoying it, to get through. But it's it's horrible because it's you and two other people, and it's whoever does it first. Right. And you do this practice thing, and you try to get it. Oh, right. You know, beat them, and because if you literally you're like an, an instant off, you lose. You don't right. get it done. So this is just about. It's funny to say that. Not to cut you off. It's just yeah. it's just as much about the buzzing buzzer timing. Oh, yeah, exactly. Because your brain is firing to go, I, I need to know the answer to this question, but if I don't yeah. if I don't buzz it in time, I won't even get a shot. And then when you buzz it and you go, I don't have any idea. <laughs> yeah. Nothing. Um, and wh- I did it once where uh, I said, I buzzed it. And I went, oh, this isn't. I said, this isn't right. My, I'm not even going to say it. My answer is in the question. So it, it, it's wrong. I know I'm wrong. Right. I'm, 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 I'm answering with a lie. <laughs> you know, and then, but uh, we had the, you practice. So they do in front of the audience. Uh, uh, they're there and they show the whole, it's the behind the scenes of like us, we're practicing. Uh, and they, they're going through it. And they, it was, it was uh, drinks. It was alcohol. Bam, all five. Bam, 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 bam. I got it like that. Yeah, not that one I got like no tomorrow. I yeah. like, you know, erased the rest. The, I, I'm sitting there going, this, you just basically shown the world that I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> you know, and, and thank God this wasn't on television. Yeah. But I could, if, I would have won the fucking thing if that category had been in. But it wasn't. It wasn't. Everything else was like, you know. Yeah. And then it was the winning. The War of 1812. How much do you know? Yeah. <laughs> and then it was it. What, what major sporting event uh, takes place in, I think it's May or April, April or May. I think it's May uh, or June. I'm, I can't even remember. But that's why I lost it. But it was the Kentucky Derby. Oh, yeah. That's on the right. That's, yeah. yeah. And that was the end. I'm like, and you go, oh, I don't <laughs> you know, I'm, you know what is it? I don't know and anything Chuck about Chuck Todd it. won it. Of course he did. Yeah. Chuck Todd, that son, son of a, of a bitch. bitch. <laughs> and I, because I was going, I said at the very beginning, we're, we're backstage and I call a woman over in charge. This is, and I just go, you know, because the winner gets 25 or something, and right. 10 or 5 or whatever it is. So it's like 40,000. I say, well, why don't we just, divide it up yeah just kick us all just just 
everybody gets, and that's the way it should be. Yeah. Oh no, no, that's no. It's about a winner. I, it's not about a winner. No. The the my charity loses, and you're telling me it's about a winner. Yeah. How do I tell the kids? <laughs> well, they're you, like, well, the, you're like, what do I tell the kids? They're like, you're not playing for kids. You're like, I am in my heart. So yes. what do I tell the fucking kids? Yeah. <laughs> they're not gonna get the money. So yeah. what do you want me to say? But she looked at me like I. Uh, the, you know, she she also kind of referred to the fact that it would be like uh, when they busted. Uh, I guess it was twenty one. They busted the the, the payoff. They in the uh, in the sixties they had these shows where you know the the person had to get to a certain. It was twenty one, and and Charles Van Doren, who was this, it was the uh, the the guy uh, who was the son of a major professor, and he uh, he ended up. Uh, you know, it was basically being given the answers. Oh shit! Yeah, feeding him all the facts. There was so he had been given answers to these things, and uh, and they they compared what I was saying to that. And I'm going, this is for charity. <laughs> it's a fucking trivia questions. <laughs> it's not like I'm going to win the money. Right, it's, I don't get any of it. I, I, come on, you can't compare those two. And they're like, the kids aren't going to get the money either, Lewis. <laughs> yeah. Have a good day. <laughs> we take it serious. Well, that's the problem with. But it was like I had literally tr- was trying to force them into the uh, to a to crime a criminal crime. activity. Yeah, right, right. Jesus. Well, they treat it so. It is so interesting about game shows because they treat them like they are a govern like governed by the you know the federal government's going to get you in trouble if you cheat at it or something because they have you know I guess the gaming commission has a big piece to do with that mm. because I had a friend do. Um, uh, Bob Barker, what's wrong with me? Price is right. That's great, though. When you, when yeah. people who are younger than me forget shit, I just, you have no idea my heart. It feels it's good. Lighter. I'll oh. be forgetting stuff the whole time. Trust good. me. I know. Everybody I forget, does. I now. forget shit constantly. But everybody does, and you wouldn't have. It's the booster. All right. <laughs> <laughs> In here. We pour this episode of Whiskey Ginger is brought to you by Squarespace. Hey, I've talked about Squarespace so much on this show. You probably know what it is. If you don't know what it is, what's going on? Are you okay? I built my very first site on Squarespace, and it was uh, so much easier than uh, trying to learn how to code. I had no idea what I was doing when I first was putting together websites, trying to promote myself across the country uh, as a touring comedian, and it was extremely difficult. But with with Squarespace now, they have these extremely simple, beautiful templates. Uh, Or you can go uh, rogue. If you're creative and you can do stuff on your own, which I can't, I'm not so smart, uh, you can. You can create it in your own way, in your own world. I like to use the templates that are easily laid out because I like lines. I like paper with lines, okay? I don't like blank notebooks. Show me where I'm supposed to write, all right? Uh, they have so many different sections on it. They have custom merch section. Uh, easily sell your custom merch, create a passive income stream, engages your audience and scales your brand. They have, an, you know, for your online store, um, they have these flexible templates and they've got video collections where you can host content uh, and your library can showcase, you know, all sorts of stuff that you're trying to produce, whether you're selling something, promoting something, producing something, you're a personal trainer, you're an entrepreneur, you like to build stuff for people. Who knows what you do? Maybe you create little models of, um, the Millennium Falcon, and you sell it online. Hey, man, you can do that with this. You can use the email campaigns to drive sales and engage your audience with Squarespace email campaigns. You uh, collect email subscribers on your site and build connections for repeat business through regular email updates. It's incredible. I love the analytics. I've said this before because it uses the insights to help grow the business. I want to know where those clicks are coming from. 
and their analytics show exactly that. So I can say, hey, I'm coming to your city because you guys were click, click, clacking on my website to build your own site. All you got to do, go to squarespace.com for a free trial. When you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash whiskey to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Once again, squarespace.com. All right, go over there. And uh, when you're ready to launch after toying around, go to squarespace.com slash whiskey to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Support for today's episode of Whiskey Ginger comes from Marine Layer. Hey, hey, hey. Marine Layer got that softest T-shirt available. Look, I've been on Marine Layer for a long time. I'm finally happy that uh, they are supporting the show because I've been supporting them. Uh, Them shirts is so soft. Like one of those rugs in front of a fireplace, you know, that you see fancy rich people have. That soft, soft, delicate rug. I don't know what it's made out of. I hope it's vegan. Who knows? All right? But it's soft. (laughs) Whatever it is, it's soft. Marine Layer is the go-to brand uh, for great fitting and stylish clothes out of California, baby. Right here at Cali, dude. Marine Layer. Uh, our perfect mix of laid back uh, style, but also feels high end and premium, and you're not going to pay an extremely high price. I do love Marine Layer; um, they stay so soft no matter how many times you wash them. Uh, it's time to invest in a wardrobe that's actually going to last. Okay, for a limited time, uh, we're pushing out Marine Layer to you kids because uh, I I've been wearing them for a long, long time. I actually very much so have. You see me wear Marine Layer on this show and what i do not like is searching for good companies that make quality stuff over and over that's not littered with a bunch of nonsense uh it's simple it's beautiful it's clean and it's comfy and uh i gotta tell you i think we can all admit the perfect tea is hard to find so look no further than marine layer for a limited time get 15 percent off with the code whiskey 15 at marinelayer.com that's code whiskey 15 for 15 percent off your entire order at marinelayer.com saving your closet one shirt at a time baby Ginger. I like gingers. I, I, I get that way. You know what it is? I, 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 talked to, um, I talked to my doctor one time and I said, you know, sometimes I'm firing at, particularly at work on stage, I'm firing sometimes faster than I can even imagine. And then there's just days where I'm like, where did, how come I can't even fucking think of that guy's name? And he's like, because there's information in there that you don't really give a shit about. Yeah. He's like, that, don't, don't, he's like, don't freak out about stuff that, you know, it's you're overwhelmed with your brain is in another place. It's not significant enough for it to need to know it. And I said, good, because I don't remember my mother's name. And I was, I was, <laughs> no, I just feel like I forget these people or names or faces or people you meet. And I go, I can't believe I can't remember his name. And he was like, don't sweat. This is a normal part of you just replacing things with other things that are more pertinent to you that you're like, it's just flooded with bullshit. Well, it's also point. two things, I think. And it's well, Alzheimer's. That's probably the other thing. No. Yeah. No. Not, no. Who knows? No, <laughs> I hope not. You're, you're not that lucky. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, swatches of things you didn't want to deal with, you know, are gone. Yeah. <laughs> but but the phone yeah. is part of it because part of your brain is now on the phone. Yeah, this thing is, is, yeah. is awful. I mean, it's, this thing might as well be the... Well, it is part. I'm, and I'm kind of fascinated to see what happens with that generation, the, the younger, the, the ones, that, let's say they're, they're 8, 9, 10 now, yeah. how they integrate that because this frees up a portion of your brain. You take that, if you, you know, for us, it took away a portion of our Big brain. Yeah. For them, it's, it, it's created an empty space in their brain that, and it'll be interesting to see how they use it. They'll probably right. just put food and yeah. other refrigerated <laughs> yeah, goods in there. But <laughs> you'll see how they use it. That kind of – but there's that and then – and this is really the one. The, the other kicker and they don't fucking discuss this ever, these fucking assholes, <laughs> because they dismiss this pandemic 
Is it so, ah, it's no big deal, you know, it's just a couple of years off, a couple of years of people. I didn't stay inside, so for me, everything was great. Okay, right. whatever. Listen, jackass, <laughs> on, on one level, it really did fuck with our memory. Oh, yeah. So that you or me, and it, it, it would end up uh, normally, normal day. Something happens, you tell one friend, you tell another friend, tell your wife, tell the kids, tell whoever. So you tell the story five times. So all of that, so it sticks. And then by the fifth time, you're fucking sick of the fucking story. Mm -hmm. But you've, you use the brain and it, that thing of like you remembering people's names, you put all the names you talked about in that, in that story, they stick. And then the next day, right. more, and, but we stopped, you'd get on the phone. How you doing? How do you think I'm doing? <laughs> Things are just great. Yeah. I, what'd you do today? I did fucking nothing. Got it? You happy? <laughs> But we didn't really have, yeah, nobody no, was doing anything. There right. was nothing, there were no stories to tell, except I'm, I'm hiding. I'm That's hiding. What, <laughs> I'm hiding. And no one's seeking me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hiding without being sought. It's miserable. It is true, though. I think it did, it did something so powerful to kind of, yeah, it, it, it is a gap. It's like gap. It feels like that's gone. I don't even know what it was. The positive thing I talked to uh, a comic yesterday. I was on the phone with a buddy for a while, and he had said one thing it did very well was teach me – it taught me who uh, – what relationships I value the most because he's like I stayed in contact with certain people much more. And he goes – and then I realized what relationships kind of weren't that rich or deep. And he goes – and that's okay – but it's kind of nice to be like, oh, I am very close with this person. Like yeah. We actually speak more often or we, you know, we we just went out of our way to make sure that we were still conversing and growing our friendship or whatever. And I said, that is kind of powerful. Then you start to remove, which happens naturally with time. I mean, as you get older, you just are like, I don't, we're not even that close. I don't yeah. need to pay attention to that relationship anymore. It's nothing bad. You just slowly slice people out. You know, like he's, little Coney is 24. He thinks everybody's his best friend. The world hasn't beat the shit out of him yet. You okay. know, like he likes everybody. He thinks he'll, we'll meet someone and he'll go, that guy's great. I'm like, that guy's a piece of shit. Yeah. You have no idea. You haven't, yeah. it hasn't happened yet, but I can't wait for it to collapse on your fucking face. Cause, it's cause 20, it's coming. It's 26. Yeah. 26. That's when it all goes down. I'm serious. Well, he's the, he's it's the, the turning point. It, it is. <laughs> he's the generation of, uh, you know, this, the, I guess the thing that I'm curious to how you feel about it is bring up a photo of, Lex Friedman did a podcast with um, uh, Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, and what's incredible is uh, if you just do an image of it, they did these, these scans, that first photo of them. So this is them in the metaverse. They're not actually in the same room, but they put on these, uh, these glasses and they just communicate as if they're sitting five feet, to each other, five feet away from each other. But this is the future. And I guess this is coming out really, really soon. Uh, but that's what it looks like right there. And they're just talking as if they're right next to each other. But you'll see a cutaway to them not being obviously in the same room. Do they kiss? They do. At some point they fuck. And I think that's the, <laughs> that's kind of how the whole thing ends. <laughs> but this is, the, truth be told, that is a good, honestly, although a joke, a reality of will this just be the future of people are just going to sit in this world and not go out anymore well, because be, they don't have to. Yeah, there's, there, let me turn this fucking... I, I thought I turned this piece of shit off. No, it's fine. It People must have been really important. I've got to go. Yeah, let's get out of here. <laughs> yeah, that's just my...
My agent says we both have work. <laughs> we, we, we've been cast in the metaverse. Um, yeah, no, I think we're close to that. We uh, are, right? You know, uh, I mean, seriously, you piece of shit. And uh, <laughs> but we are. I think. Well, I mean, look at it. You yeah, know, it's it, it's it's scary. It's like because I feel like I am. Because it, it, it. Oh, go on. I'm sorry. I was just gonna say I feel like even my. You know. I'm young enough to be close to it, but I'm old, too old enough to be um, trusting of it. I feel like the the younger friends or younger people that we work with, he's super comfortable with this stuff. And it scares me to be like, I don't know if that's where, because then that means we're gone. I'm gone. I You won't even be, you know, it'll just be the podcast. We'll just be us doing that face-to-face recognition. You won't even have to come here. You oh, know? You know, here's the problem with it. Uh, and and listen, <laughs> but I, here's, I think the I think the problem is with it. I mean, maybe maybe there's something good about that, but I think, and and I noticed it in the in the uh, year and a half of of COVID that I, you know, if you if you're not in the room with the person, you lose empathy. Yeah, fucker. Yeah, empathy. <laughs> it's kind of important because it doesn't matter. I mean, if you're, you know, if you that that's why Zoom was such a piece of shit. Ugh, yeah, you know, I, I mean, it. because you're, it's, it's, it was good in the sense of being able to, like, me and a group of friends got to see each other and play cards. Sure. We figured out a way to do that yeah. on Zoom. Perfect. Right. You know, but you, and, and then, but you don't have that, it's almost a, a tactile sense without touching it's it's it, it's it, that empathy thing is vital and yeah. it's that being able to to receive because we it's this is it's energy yeah. going back and forth not fucking footage <laughs> and it drives me fucking nuts yeah and that just is and now you've shown me that and you've ruined my day i'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> i didn't want because uh, yesterday i was with uh, howie at mandel uh, just to drop a name and yeah, um, no, I'll but, pick it up here. Take that with you. I don't want that in this room. No, but he has uh, this. I don't know if you've seen this thing. That it's a uh, his. Oh yes, yes, yes. The uh, hologram. The machine hologram machine. He showed me. Yeah, and that's and at least I get it. Okay, yeah. then because the because it's not about it's it's about entertainment. Sure. Yeah. And it's like it, or, or, or yeah. it's entertainment and sales. I get that. And so there it is. And so yeah. I was watching yesterday, and he was showing me this, and um, and I had already seen it. There's the, the the National Comedy Center, which I work with, and they. Uh, Where is that? That's in Jamestown, New York. Okay. And even if I gave you a map in six weeks, you couldn't find it. <laughs> yeah. It makes it make it makes Escondido seem <laughs> like it's right in the open. Um, the uh, but th- there it is. The uh, but we have uh, like uh, um, they did a thing. Gaffigan talked about his. Uh, they showed three parts of his career, and I also did it. They did holograms of me and 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 Jim and. They use Jim's, uh, his hologram, and uh, and it it was really kind of interesting, but primitive, but sure. still pretty remarkable, you know. Excuse me, and it was kind of before that, you know, um, what's his name, you know, you know Michael Jackson on tour before they, yeah. they the next yeah. evolution came, but this thing, this next step that he's yeah. got is crazy, and. And I said, when is the box, when do you get them out of the, when will they leave the box? He said, it's just a matter of time. Yeah. And that's, 
And that, you know, so, you know, and they are there going, you know, you could be in, uh, you know, 50 spaces, you know, at one time. And I said, I can't even sell out one space. Okay. <laughs> Don't put me in 50. Slow down. You know? Let's do one and yeah. then we'll move to the next one. But, all right. You know, but it, it's going to work for certain people. We'll be able to. You know, but it, but once again, you as the performer, even though you can see what's extraordinary to me is not the physical sense of something, someone being there, you being there, me being there. That's insane. But the fact that then we can see the audience. Yeah. That's where we go into, oh, Oh, they played that <laughs> that Twilight Zone music. Yeah, yeah. I'd be going, that's nuts. It is, that, that to me gets a little... Because here's the thing, I, I, I've had this discussion with a few people ever after watching some of this, and I don't think you'll ever uh, duplicate live performance. I do think it'll make it easier for people to see people that don't have time. Like if I say, oh, man, I want to go see Lewis. He's in my town, but I have kid, a new baby now, and I can't leave. You know, And I understand this happens, and this will make that more convenient to be like, well, you can just feel like you're there. Or, or I, you could kill the baby. You could kill the baby yes. or sell it or sell it. <laughs> sell There's it, a good true. market for selling Very babies. Very good idea. Yeah, he used I'm to work sorry. in baby sales. <laughs> I went over the line. <laughs> That's fine. The sales is, I'm sorry. No, you can, no, you can sell it. Hillary Clinton's got a website right now. <laughs> we'll put it here. <laughs> it's that and two, two free pepperoni That's pizzas. That's right. You get two pizzas. <laughs> No, so I think you can. I think like it helps that audience, but also nothing will replace yeah. this thing and, and this exchange. You know, like seeing and sitting with you. I'm not smart enough to know, but I know there's a pheromone exchange of energy that coming out of my pores as we sit that helps the way we interact, and it makes your animal instincts feel either safe or threatened or intrigued or turned off, and that inherently helps conversation. It helps thought and movement and i just i don't think you'll ever be able to duplicate that and if they do well then fucking i hope the stone comes and hits us already yeah, you know like yeah. i just i don't really i really love live shit i yeah, love I, live I, shit I, I was intrigued to see i wondered what it would feel like um to do it to be yeah. to just try it once just to see what that feeling is like and i agree i don't think you're gonna get the same feeling no by not being in the room, right? Uh, it's it's closer than Zoom, and it's and it's and I think and for and for some folks it will have no you know that, that that's they're more comfortable with it. Great, but sure. for me, I, I I you know I need I need that kind of instant. There's a, you know, but I'm instant feedback, so I'm kind of wondering does that work or not? And I'm I'm fascinated by that. You know, I mean, maybe you know, I just think I feel like I'm one of those guys. I will go to any live sporting event. And I mean any. If someone goes, really? hey, I have tickets to go to a thing, I'll go. I like seeing a live thing. And also the other part of it is – Football? Football, yeah. Baseball, basketball, the hockey, Bears? soccer. Come on, man. You're going to break my heart on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we play next week. Yeah. Well, no, the we Washington don't. We, we don't actually. We uh, don't yeah. at all. The Bears will sh be there, but, yeah, they won't really play. Well, except they played better last week, and they're playing Washington, who – if there's a team that could have a nervous breakdown in front of you. Okay? <laughs> yeah, it'll be that. Well, that, it, it, that's interesting you say this. I just read an article the other day. Uh, you can try to find this. The Reds – sorry – the commanders are being it. sued by a native um a native american organization who is saying the native american group sues the commanders for defamation listen how fucking wild you want to talk about the snake finally eating its own tail um 
they say that the Native American group sues the commanders. Uh, here, put this bigger. Sued for uh, the, the commanders have been sued for defaming the Native American Guardians Association. Uh, the claim arises in part from an allegation that the commander's employee called the group fake in a conversation, uh, and they want them to change the name. They said that silence natives, and they want them to change it back to the Redskins. No. <laughs> I swear to God. It's maybe one of the wildest shit I've ever read in my entire life. No, that's crazy. Where, what's that in? This, well, this is what, – what article is this? Uh, this is uh, NBC Sports. Wow, I did not see that. That is spectacular, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's brilliant. It really is. Well, because inherently what happens is if enough people are mad about something, right – there has to be another side that's going to give you the opposite. How could yeah. you not expect the, that that other half? Well, there to was exist? a group that did initially. I don't know if it was them that the, the that were saying that the group that was saying that enough is enough with the name was not representative of right. of the Native American. Right. And I don't. And I think driving through certain parts of the country and seeing the the way Native Americans are basically forced to live yeah. in the conditions that they've been placed under. That they could give a shit. Right. right. It's like, could you get me some clean water? Yeah. You fucking idiot. You're going to worry about the That name could be it, the Washington Clean Waters. Yeah. You guys could change it to that. Really running, start the, the running waters. Running waters. And then it'd be a two for one. It'd be a yeah. two hander. Well, like we had as a Chicago kid, uh, the Blackhawks got uh, during all this, you know, when the Cleveland Indians went to the Guardians and like the Blackhawks got approval from. Uh, the Blackhawk tribe to continue to use it. So we still have that. Yeah. Same thing with the University of Illinois, the Fighting Illini. Uh, the Illini tribe, of course, uh, approved because they're still doing it. But their request was, and I feel like it was a fair one, that the chief that they have march out before the game uh, not be just a white guy, which I feel like is a pretty easy request. They're like, yeah. can the chief be actually native and not just some fucking white kid from Des Moines? And they were like, yeah, I feel like that's a yeah, fair... Yeah. I feel like that was a fair trade. But they went out of their way to ask if they felt that it was appropriate and and it, and it they're like the only... I think they're the only few that have stayed like that because so many other Florida teams... Florida State. Florida State, right? The who, but also, from the beginning, to their credit, yeah, you know, before there was DeSantis, the, <laughs> but from the beginning did the... You know, we cut the deal. Yeah, said, you right, know, right. You know, here's the nickname, and we're going to do this, this, and this, and this. And, and I'm this. sure the fund for them has grown even more significant because of their involvement. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think they probably continue to do that. Speaking of DeSantis, he's on He's on next, right? He's coming to here next. He's on the show. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah, they're polishing their guns in the room next door. We uh, <laughs> we like them to we, – we do a shootout. That's like uh, how do we start that show. No, but I, but you know, as a uh, you, you opened a wound as a as a Bears fan. I'm that, sorry, uh, but I just it's just because we were. No, and you're right. By the way, you're right. I uh, it's because it, I also one of my closest friends is, uh, is is lives in Chicago, stayed in Chicago. Okay. He wrote for uh, uh, he was uh, the, one of the writers for Homicide, Life oh. on the Street. He's okay, a great cool. writer. Yeah, and uh, and a psycho. You know, like he, he wrote me a thing. You would have loved it. He at the beginning of the. The the Cubs season, I guess it was. He just started writing about his hate for every cl- major club owner. I mean, like paragraphs of this son of a bitch did this, this, and this. I won't be rooting for the Cubs this year. Yeah. This White Sox owner has always been a dick. Da 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 da. The Bears owner is a complete piece of shit. So he basically <laughs> disavowed himself from every team in Chicago on the basis of their uh, of the of the owners. Well, that's basically what we, that's our been our problem since day one. And I said. 
Uh, and then uh, within, like, uh, I guess two months of the baseball, the Cubs thing, all of a sudden, you know, the Cubs were doing it. He's going, yeah. okay. I said, now he's writing me about how the Cubs are rolling. I go, what is the matter? <laughs> like, you gotta- we're, we're, we're not fair-weather fans, but we show uh, extreme love and extreme hate for our own teams. I don't. I, there's many cities that do this. Boston, I feel like, does the same thing. Yeah. Uh, but, man, when we when you disappoint us, fuck, we hate you so much. It's unbelievable. Like, you know, people people are mean. Do you know who the McCaskies are, the Bears? Look up Virginia. Oh, yeah, McCaskey. I know. That, my, no, I, mean that, I mean, for my friend. Yeah, the funniest thing about this woman, she's, uh, I want to say, uh, she's got to be over 100 by now, right? How old is she? She's exactly 100. 100, right? And, like, look at this sweet old woman, right? You know, people have issues with the family and the history. And <laughs> I feel like you look at this sweet old woman, but yeah. the shit that people say about her, it's insane. It's wow. so funny to think that's how dark of a city we are sometimes. Well, she's Virginia. Hallis. Yeah, okay, the Hallis. Got yeah, it. The Hallis, yeah, that's right. Hallis. All right, yeah. now it all comes clear. Right, but then people are like, when is she going to die? <laughs> and you're like, oh, my God, dude. Well, there was, what's her name? The Loyola. Oh, oh uh, yeah, 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 right. I can't remember you her name. You should have yeah. read the letter that my friend Jimmy wrote about her. About the Loyola nun. Oh, man, the nun. He went after, and, he's, you know, and he's a Catholic. It was like he went after the nun. I'm going, but that wow. is what a good Catholic does, go after the nun. Yeah, you know? uh, exactly. Well, he said, this is the nun who, uh, during the, you know, basically gave kids up during the Vietnam War. <laughs> she wouldn't, like, sign off, you know, right. kids trying to get out of the war. And looking for, you know, didn't, is on the verge of being kicked out of school and go to make the appeal to the nuns going, nah. Nah, let him in, yeah. So he is like, <laughs> he's got her, he's, so he's got her for war crimes. I go, wow. <laughs> I said, yeah, but I like the team. Yeah, well, you know, God, and he went, to, he spent part of his time in school. I'm like, this, come on, Jim. But that's how, that's kind of the passion of it. I mean, also, I grew up uh, uh, an extremely short period of time in, a, in Catholic school, my mother, you know, my whole, my mom's side of the family, and I'm happy it didn't continue. You didn't, you didn't have to suffer any of that kind of stuff. What you mean? You? No, I didn't. I'm, uh-uh. uh, okay, yeah, because that's. Well, I had to be bar mitzvah and stuff. It's, same thing, know, same kind of pain. Yeah, same, same kind, kind of, of pain. prison. Yeah. yeah, it's a prison. It's a nice little prison they keep you yeah. in. Yeah. But for the bar mitzvah, that's at least you guys get a party. We don't get. There is no party. Like when you get sexually assaulted by a priest, they don't throw a bash. You know. <laughs> They should yeah, at least, yeah. you no, know. I, and I, and we, the difference is, is our rabbis were were, uh, you know, basically f- f- fucking around with the the, the women in the congregation. They oh, is that is that what is that what it is? That's part. I mean, that was where we had a. That's where the Jews leaned toward. It's as I could tell. So, and the infidelity by the rabbi through some of the yeah, because yeah. they weren't chasing the kids around. No. Well, they just said they're so ugly. These fucking things. <laughs> like, what are you wasting your time? Just go fuck somebody's wife. That's <laughs> That's why that is wild to think that that's uh, what a, what a, what a nicer version from that. Yeah. You're you, now now. Uh, it's funny you say this because my buddy just had a you know kids bar mitzvah. And it, it's like they spend so much money on these parties because it's so important. But I've never heard of a birthday that costs a hundred thousand dollars. No, it's madness. It's that's really, wild. And my parents didn't pull that shit. But but did you have friends that did that where it was just it ex- so extravagant? It was you know, there was I knew of them you know right. because my temple uh, there were two major temples in the, in Washington and uh, and as I grew older I said because we had the show Jews and, <laughs> you know the ones we'd parade out you know we had a 
you know, the Secretary of Labor, you know, uh, he's in my temple. You know, it was like that kind of thing. So there was that stuff but going on. But it, we, it was really, uh, that was the kind of uh, shit we were, we were up to. And they, uh, it, I forgot what, what, I just literally. The show Jews, the show yeah, Jews. Yeah, I know. But yeah, I the for- show, well, we were saying it. You're saying like the extravagance of the bar mitzvah, oh, the, bar, the, the so, over the top. So, so that's where because then I got lost and I was wow, I can't believe I remembered that. Um, <laughs> that the, 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 we would have some at my temple would throw those kind of things, yeah. and then as I got older, you know, in my twenties, you'd go. Uh, there was a friend of our cousins, and they had a, like a hundred and twenty-five thousand uh, dollar thing, and the kid liked to go fishing, mm-hmm. so. There were these unbelievable, like, cost of small fortune uh, replicas of fish done as, uh, you know, as balloons. <laughs> and, that they, 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 and, and that they had, this is what makes it, they had, you had a breakfast before the thing, a lunch, and then a dinner. My God. And, you know, you just spent the whole day eating, and uh, you just kind of go, wow, I mean, and the other thing, my parents did not do that. And my, par- my parents, to their credit, said, but we're, we're not going to do that. We're going to be, we're putting the money for you to go to college. Right, said, right. no, you know, she, they, my mother said, we could charge each of them to, to eat with us. We would do that. <laughs> because it was really, it's ludicrous. I mean, I, you must have this too. You know, friends of yours here in, in Los Angeles, they send their kids to a private school. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a lot of, most of L.A. now. Okay, you know? yeah. Well, I mean, not but, most. You know what I mean? It's just, it's it's big. It's big out I mean, here. It's 25,000, 30,000, 40,000. Yeah, yeah. 40,000 a year. I had a friend who said, well, we're going to send him to private school in New York. I said, here's a good idea. Why don't you just fucking keep him at home and put $25,000 each year. It, this, at that point, that's what it costs. Into an account. Yeah. And... And, you know, uh, and, 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 and that's what you do. And let him start a business when he's old enough exactly. with it or something. Yeah. You know? do, or, or try a dream or yeah. fucking anything. I mean, but I, imagine. I mean, the amount of money. Yeah, it's crazy. Would be, I mean, what difference? How, unless the school is dangerous, schmuck. <laughs> fucking, are you kidding me? Put the 25000 in the account. Yeah. And let the kid go to school. And then maybe spend, you know, and then at the end he's got, you know, like, a, a, you know, a million five. Then he can spend $100,000 going to a prep preparatory thing like the way basketball kids go. Right. To spend that extra year, you know, learning the, you know, learning, uh, learning his, uh, the, uh, learning how to, how to read. You know? <laughs> Basic shit. I mean, but still, it's like how, it's, you know, that and that whole thing of, of, Sending in, in, why don't you go down instead of the twenty five thousand dollars? You hired hire somebody to go help fix the school schmuck. <laughs> right, right. You know, no. put the money to use. You got and Putz goes off to school, and then and then he go. You know, my friend who sent him to school, the kid became an actor. Well, there's an investment, <laughs> and my friend's an actor. I go, what the fuck is the matter with you? I w- you know what it is? I think it's fu- it's it's also uh, like uh, where you know it was definitely where you came from. Like we all public school kids, and I would send my kids to public school too. I just think I know it's just because that's how we were raised, and it's like no, you just you go to the school and you figure it out, and the bumps and bruises that come along with it. So be it. It's a part of the culture of. Now, did you go to Catholic school? At all? No, I got kicked out of Catholic school when I was a kid. Yeah, they fucked <laughs> me right off. Yeah, when I was young, my mom knew. Uh, that it wasn't going to work for me because yeah. the church was just never going to... I was such a fuck-around kid. 
it's why I did this because yeah. I wanted to be free and and you know thank God for public schools because as wild as they are and sometimes the education is not as good it, you get all sorts of you get all the types you get everybody which is kind of nice instead of being grouped in with the exact same kind of uh, you know monetary uh, people that have the same socioeconomic yeah. status and the same you know it's nice to get people that are there's rich kids there there were poor kids there there were middle you know it kind of teaches you the fucking real world which I think is a healthy alternative. But again, I, you know, whatever. Whatever makes whatever makes you happy out there in the real world. I just feel like it It was great for me because you get people from all over, yeah. you know? And it, it's also they let, you know, look, how it's the levels of madness that have been reached at this point in time where you you forget that the, the, the goddamn fucking thing in terms of the United States was we the, part of the basis of this country is public education. Yeah. And we... <clears throat> And my public education was tremendous. Yeah. And it was all kids. It was all kids, really. I mean, now looking back, I mean, they were kids, 25, 26, 27-year-old teachers. Right. Who were coming in right out of school, and they're fucking excited to teach. Yeah, they want to And nobody's it. bothering them. You don't have a group of adults there, you know, like 10% of the school parents coming up going, you know what I think? <laughs> no, you don't. You, no, no one's interested in what you think because you flunked out of school. You don't know anything that's happening here. <laughs> you know how to spell it's like unbelievable yeah that is true that the uh the overseers is probably the biggest part of that whole system is people telling people what they should be doing and then everyone's opinions then it just ruins the whole thing then well then it's also it's destroyed i mean now you know what's left of the public school system is being destroyed by these idiots yeah you yeah know, it's what, gone it's basically peeling itself who apart. wants to teach under yeah. those conditions it would be like literally somebody <clears throat> sorry Okay. When we're standing backstage doing our material going, that's not going to work. <laughs> you really suck. <laughs> you know, but just a little plug in your ear that's, you know, that's like, what? And that's what they're doing. That's, yeah, that must be what And they're not, like. and, 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 and to me, it, if, if they did that, that would be a reason that we should make the money. Right. That, that, you know, right, that's right, why we're right, getting right, extra right, money. Right, right. We made You're going to yell at me. I better get a lot of fucking money for this. <laughs> yeah. You can yell at me the whole time, but yeah. let me get compensated for this yeah. shit. This tour that you're doing right now, uh, and by the way, for people that uh, we, we talked about at the very beginning, but uh, you have a special that you put out uh, that's available out right now. You can go see it. Uh, look at that. Look at how beautiful the, the, this beautiful man. Um, tragically, <laughs> that my tragically I need you. And that, uh, that you should go back to Go that. back. Go back. He can't even find it now. He's such a genius. Go back again. Yeah. yeah. No, go back to the, the, the color. To his website there. There, right? that. Yeah. No, not. Well, it, I think what, it changes yeah, automatically. It changes. But that, the painting there was my father's painting. Well, oh, was so it that's really? the backdrop. So the, the background, when you go to visit his uh, website, uh, you'll see yeah. that uh, the backdrop. Yeah, that, thanks. That's my and father's painting. And that's on the painting. special. Wow. And, uh, now, what, now uh, has this been longstanding, that, that painting to you? Did it have a sense of significance? On no, the it no. was mostly uh, my... Uh, my tour manager, uh, it, it's, we've used, we used a, in a couple of um, productions that I did, we used my father's paintings. His, wow. Because they really work well. And it's. Do you have all them? I have. We gave away. I have about 170 that are still. Wow. You know, and that are pretty remarkable. He was. And he, uh, he came to it late in life. I mean, he started painting at like 65. Wow. Really? Yeah. So his whole life. 
he mm. never really got into it, or was it a no. secret hobby or anything? No, no, I didn't know. And then when he he said, "I'm getting out of," uh, he retired when he was like sixty two or sixty three, and and went and st- apprenticed to a stained glass guy. Yeah, and uh, and then said, "You know, I'm too old to be. This is." I, I really, he started taking painting, which I think is really what he wanted to do all the time. His whole life. His whole life. And, and but he was, a, he became a mechanical engineer. So all of his stuff is along those lines of shapes and forms and stuff. Right. And that's kind of where that comes from. And you can yeah. see, uh, and your, your website's lewisblack.com. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. When you go to lewisblack.com for people at home, when you're going to buy tickets and going to see this, uh, beautiful, uh, man, go to, uh, go to his site and you can see his father's painting. Now, do you... At some point, do you want to have it in a museum of any or anything like that? Or what I'm trying to do is, uh, you know, now that m- once I get some time again, uh, I'm going to, uh, you know, put up an exhibition of the stuff because it's really some of it's pretty remarkable. Right, and it, all all of it was based on you think uh, that mechanical engineering is what kind of was the root yeah that for whole all design. That. He called himself. This will put you to sleep, folks. A hard edged <laughs> abstractionist. So it's a lot of stuff that is. Really, these geometric shapes and forms. And, yeah, but it's, it's really beautiful. It's in, in, uh, and it's really kind of amazing. We're going to start kind of making, like, we're going to turn that uh, backdrop into a uh, scarf. Oh, that's great. You know, and you will send me one. I will send you one. Yeah, pr- I uh, really want one. All Do right, you? you better. Yeah, I would love one. Yeah, I'll send it I to you. I would love one. Um, go watch the special. Uh, uh, it's uh, available right now. It's uh, tragically I need you. His beautiful father's artwork is in the background. He's on tour. It's it honestly has been a pleasure and a privilege having you. I know you're running around doing a lot of stuff. So thanks for taking the time. Oh no, it's great. I really appreciate we, it. Oh, we didn't get a chance to. We didn't get a chance to talk in, about in, that that nude scene that we shot together. Yeah, and it was and it's gonna be it's gonna be groundbreaking. <laughs> well, I hope so. <laughs> Fucking, I hope so. If it doesn't, man, we didn't get paid enough. Yeah, no. Um, but go uh, go see go see Lewis. There's tickets are available uh, on lewisblack.com. You can go watch the special. Go get tickets. He's running around. I really appreciate you. We end the show the same way. You look into that camera right there, yeah. your uh, singale, and uh, you end the show with one word or one phrase. It used to be. A word, but uh, it's a phrase if if you need it to be. So whenever you're ready, one word or one phrase. One word or one phrase. Yeah, you can pick. It used to be a word. People would say one word, and then some people said, I want to give a phrase if, uh, you know, I want to go out on a phrase. Fuck it. <laughs> In here, we pour whiskey, 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 whiskey. That creature in the ginger beard. Sturdy and ginger. Like vampires, the ginger gene is a curse. 